listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 34 The Payment Kolo Nash Sounds of approach from the west, and Leah and Stardancer return holding several scrolls. Everybody clap their paws for Stardancer! Leah signs. They came all the way into the centre of the city with me and only freaked out three times. Star is trembling. You feel bad? I sign. They shake their head. The cats were fine. They sign back. I feel excited. We also visited the soft pads. They've grown by a few. I told them I'd be back now and then to keep an eye on them. And if they ever see a lion, they have to rob them blind. Make everyone from Albion feel really unwelcome in that city. Remind me never to go back in there. Beatrix mutters. Oh, you'll be safe with me. Leah reassures her, passing over an armful of scrolls from Maximus's home. I got in the way you told me. The old guy was very careful. Nobody would find that crawl space without knowing it was there already. Stardancer surveys the intimacy of how close Beatrix and I are standing. There doesn't appear to be jealousy in their eyes. If anything, Star seems to want to draw closer to both of us. We re-enter the Smilotron and spread the Codex symbology chart and ancient alphabet interpretations out on the floors, checking the symbols Beatrix replicated in the journal. Yeah, I thought so. I point. Something here about a span of time, the Smilotron will stay awake. Five voyages of the sun. And then, after those five years, what? Says Beatrix. This Colossus is a source of unspeakable power. I say, tracing with a pat. A gift like that requires limits, as well as a great price. So, after its time on Rama's surface has ended, it will sleep for a lasting era. One thousand voyages. I conclude. Another of their safety features. This could only be used once in an age of Rama to prevent anyone becoming too powerful. It's calibrated to either break up stagnant empires or draw everyone together. And then what? Beatrix presses. Then it says we must return it. That may be enough time. Signs Stardancer. To chase the lions from our shores in a manner that keeps them gone. Excellent. Let's get to it. Hold on. Look at the rest. I urge, tapping the right side of this declaration from the deep past. Look, next to the word for payment, I point. My eyes flicker over the symbols as memories come creeping back, sitting with Maximus solving the puzzles he gave me. This was never what I was best at, but I loved it all the same. I loved him. As more words come, more memories accompanying them. My mother, her stories, my father, our shared loss, sorrow, regret, death. I falter. No. What is it? Asks Beatrix. This, I motion towards symbols for key and keyhole. This, this was the payment. 
What do you mean? Stardancer asks. You gave it the Cloudbreaker? No. I gave it me. Leah's eyes widen as she stares at me with uncertainty and growing horror. I reach out to steady myself within the doorway. When, when the great tiger passes into his deep and lasting slumber, I say, So will the one who woke him. No. The payment is my life. Leah, it is tonight. No, no, there's a mistake. You're not reading it right. Carlo is looking down at me sorrowfully. You paid already. You gave so much. The words don't mean this. They can't. He shakes his head. It has already begun. Several yesterdays ago, my life is now tied to these ancient relics. He steps back and runs his leather gloved paw over the Cloudbreaker. You know, makes a funny kind of sense. I can feel an immense coldness growing in my chest. You just, you're just taking this? How can you stop fighting now? Then, as he has no answer, I gnash out the worst thing I could possibly think of. It explodes forth from my mouth. Fine then. Go ahead and die. I turn and run into the forest. My breathing ragged. All I can feel is how much this hurts. I want to hurry back through yesterday to a time when I had never met him. That version of me had no idea what was gone and what would be taken away. I could just be that me from now on. The lights of the city beckon. I stop beside the river and see the stars reflected back at me out of the dark blue water. Like a million tiny golden eyes, none of which care. They are not watching me. All this is going by unseen. And I'm just a little shadow out here. Alone. I sink to the weeds and clutch myself, a pain like no other wrenching through me. It is so much worse than when I was inside the blue flame. I lie shaking and mewling. Carlo approaches. I feel his tread behind me, hear the hum of the cloudbreaker. He sits and gazes out across the river. <laughs> Time passes. Beatrix and Stardancer have approached too. They keep their distance, but I can hear them breathing. I'm not going to stop fighting. He sounds older. Far too calm. I know you didn't mean it that way, but we have something very important in our paws here. And I see I have a part to play in it. A lot of work to do. I lie there, listening to the insects chirp. They have no idea who is in their midst. Back there, when I read what had to be given, what already has 
well, a lot of things happened at once. I'm not sure I can say what they were exactly. But I think the biggest thing was how alive I felt. He cranes his head up to look at the stars. We are illuminated by the soft blue glow of the aura around the water. For I knew what I had given my whole life stretched before me as countless potential tomorrows. Now I know the maximum that I have. And that's if I can survive what is thrown at me in the meantime. So you see, each one is precious. He nods to himself. I will use them all. Slowly, Stardancer paces towards him, kneels and gently places their neck upon his shoulder, purring softly and signing. I will stay with you. Beatrix steps in from the other side, and awkwardly to begin with, but then with increasing surety, mirrors the painted tiger. I can't possibly stand all the way out here feeling like I do when this sight is before me. I fling myself in and bury my head in that fur, gripping fast with my paws. I entertain the notion that if all three of us hold on to him for long enough, then nothing will take this greatest panther away. But I know this is not true. <laughs> and letting go now seems impossible. What is your plan for the first tomorrow? Golo glances down at the cloud break, and a sly grin slowly begins to cross his features. The Smilotron leaps over the white walls of the plantation at Sweet Meadows, sending workers scattering. Be so careful. Do not hurt anyone. Colo shouts. He cranes forward to survey the ones holding whips. Anyone who wasn't a lion. Beatrix. Stardancer Colo and I barrel in through the front doors, and the panther points to our left, across the marble floor to the collection of ancient artifacts Dashington accrued over many years. The head maid, a jittery jaguar, emerges from the kitchen to see what the commotion is about, and immediately cowers in fright. You're free. Colo shouts at her. We're seeing to the lions out there, and we've cleared a path to Basterian. Head to the Perching Potu Nation first, for shelter. They have sworn loyalty to us, and will protect and accompany you. He pauses and readjusts himself to a more convivial tone. But, Fatuma, before you go, I need you to fetch me as many haversacks as you can find in the house. Haversacks? The head made queries, pale as a sheet. We need something to carry all this. The jaguar pegs it up the stairs, assisted by a female panther. Colo grabs a heavy and very ancient chest. Start filling this up too. He signs to Stardancer, who is already spinning around the room, snatching up statuettes, scepters, and idols. We have many things to return. 
From the palatial gardens, I can hear lions with whips screaming for their mothers as the golden titan and its diminutive captain chases them into the sea. Thank you. 
You have been listening to episode 34 of Panther Soul. The Payment. Written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Leah, performed by Willow Shaw. Beatrix, performed by Loretta Saylor. Stardancer, performed by Theo Lee. Fatuma, performed by Cindy Womack. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul Theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Thunder Dreams by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Circle of Life, composed and performed by Ald. Arcane Clockworks, Meltwater Loch, and The Strange. Ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skeels Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century eBooks and audiobooks.